1: After issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
2: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our story. Stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Lafourcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol Jean. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common?
0: We have
4: just five days until the start of the NBA regular season upon us. It feels like Whatever holiday you want to celebrate, insert holiday here. But we are very excited to discuss some preseason action, the state of the Indiana Pacers. We're also going to get to our Mad Boosties Tweet of the Week, Twitter Follower of the Week. Don't have a name for it quite yet, but we will shout out one of our favorite tweets.
0: Thank you so (laughs) much.
4: And pretty much all things Wemby, Wemby Yama. With NBA and WNBA writer Mark Schindler, I'm Miles Gray.
0: And I'm Jack O'Brien.
4: And this is Miles, Miles and Shaq got, got mad, mad boosties. boosties. Yes, yes, yes. Heck yeah, nailed what it. What a fantastic, Boom. perfect intro to the show, perfect. Uh, we got to introduce our guest, Mr. Mark Schindler, WNBA dime Rider. one of his favorite players going up, Antonio McDice. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, I like that pick.
0: I'm going like strong them. to the yeah. red.
4: Uh, Mark, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you guys for having me on. And dude,
3: for anybody who's never watched Prime Antonio McDice before he had the knee injuries, go do it. He was unreal in Denver and first couple seasons in Phoenix too. Um, Yeah, man. Any anything basketball, I'm 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 there.
0: And you seem like a younger man. Were you how how old were you when McDice was peak? I was not born yet when McDice was. was, (laughs) So you're a fan through the through the (laughs) tape
3: yeah yeah so i Damn. uh I, don't, I mean like i spend my spare time just going back and watching old hoop on Ooh. on youtube so that was how i like really got into it um especially during the pandemic i watched a ton of old uh old old basketball so oh and I, mcdice I was your takeaway so. like this yeah, is the oh, dude McDice everybody was,
0: was sleeping on
3: mcdice was awesome yeah that's yeah. definitely somebody who i think a lot of people need to look at today and even like random shop like When he was with the Pistons, is like their six man. He was still really good then too. Um, Yeah, people forget. So yeah,
4: yeah, I I like that. You're like, you know what? There's there might not be some sports on, but let me go back into the history books. Let me educate myself, and you come out with that. Uh, I was in my binder right now because I was alive when Antonio McDice was playing, and I'm like, I know I have his rookie card in here somewhere, Uh, but. All that to say, I am old, and so is Jack. We are <laughs> we, we are all, elderly
0: fans. <laughs> uh, we were what? witnesses to Antonio. <laughs> oh, so
4: y'all are washed. Okay, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah oh, man, yeah. I remember Get I saw like Antonio
4: Mac, Mac Mac Dice at the forum, baby, at the Great <laughs> oh, Western <wow>. Forum, honey.
0: <laughs> Get ready for some washed NBA takes. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. Uh, we are.
3: So you're a big uh, Pacers guy, huh? Yeah. So it's funny. I I grew up in Cleveland. Uh, still live in Cleveland right now. Okay, but I didn't really get into hoops until shoot like right after LeBron left. So I fell in love with like 2012 to 2014 Pacers, and then we don't have to talk about what happened after that. But uh, not really a fan anymore. Just love the game, but that was like really my introduction to basketball. Were, were those teams that went toe to toe with uh, with the Heat?
0: Got
4: mm. you.
3: You're like
0: Roy a, Hibberts the, the yes. changing the way the the hoop was defended Never uh, so much it. that they had to change the rules around it. Yeah, oh, I'm still salty
3: about that. <laughs> Don't yeah. remind me.
0: But great guest star on Parks and Rec, also Roy Harris. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, him yeah.
3: It was him and Detlef, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Detlef. Still one of my favorite actors. I've always said that. I said that before Parks and Rec. I oh, you... Detlef had screen magnetism.
4: You got to um, see uh, Rick Smith. He's in the new Scorsese film.
0: Putting in on, <laughs> really
3: amazing Smith. performance.
4: <laughs>
0: Could um, you imagine? <laughs> So how are you feeling? So you're, you're not like still live and die with every Pacers game.
3: No, not at all. Oh God, that'd be terrible. Um, (laughs) yeah. So I'm just now tapping back into fandom with, uh, with the Cleveland guardians in baseball, but, uh, no, I'm, I, I, still cover the team, uh, over at SB nation, but I am not really a fan anymore, but I watch every game. So I may as well be a fan some days, but there you go.
0: Yeah. I like that, that, uh, young take of like tapping back into fandom. Like a thing you turn on and off that feels like advanced. Like you are a further yeah. generation. Uh, the yeah. Because right. I can't, I can't turn it off. Uh, I yeah. had to
3: level up. It helped because like I was, I was, uh, I was that weird kid growing up. Like all my family, most of my family's from Michigan, um, and my dad went to Ohio State. So all Whoa. my family oh. went to like U of M. And I was like, well, I'm going to go to Michigan State instead. Like, I was always like the kid who, like, growing <laughs> up was like, going to do, like, yeah. a different thing. And uh, so it resulted in me having... Both sides angry odd. at him. yeah, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, None like of why not can just win. split myself down the middle, you know?
0: <laughs> All right. So, should we get right into what's getting us excited from the preseason? Because there's there's so much happening. Like, yes. just... We talked last week about how this this is the part of the season where... One performance and my mind is like racing off to like, we are in the John Wall renaissance. Uh, Mm. I'm ready for, I mean, that's, that's the clip I want to talk about first. Just John Wall keeps coming back from injury. I keep expecting like, all right, his game's going to have to have adapted a little bit and, you know, he'll, he'll be, we'll see a different John Wall. And he comes back and he's still like just knifing through defenses, getting the ball up the court, putting it behind his back, like getting to the cup. Like, so just appears to be moving at a different speed than everybody else on the court. Um, still has the ball on a string.
4: You're like, well, we'll see what happens that, ec- that explosiveness, you know, after an injury. And meanwhile, yeah. this guy is accelerating to the point where his like center of gravity is so far ahead of him. I'm like most people will fall down moving that
0: fast. Yeah.
4: Um, yeah, it's,
0: He's just good at being fast, it it seems.
4: (laughs) As a Laker fan, wow, wow, you love to see that.
5: I do,
0: because as not a Laker fan and somebody who can look (laughs) at the Clippers with clear eyes and a warm heart, I do think that this is a very exciting development. If John Wall is back and playing well in the regular season, they're even scarier than yeah I thought no, that's true. Are you a uh, Wall fan? Any any particular preseason action that's got you excited right mm-hmm.
3: now? So I do love me some John Wall. Okay. Number one, I don't know if you guys read his player tribune article, but I'm yeah, um, I'm rooting so for him. I, yeah. I mean again like growing up watching him in Kentucky like that was the first uh first like hoop mixtape I really saw on YouTube and was like whoa okay like <laughs> this is right that's that's awesome. Like never forget. I'm trying to remember he went to like kind of a smaller school and he just yeah, I all I, I go back to that every couple of months, and just uh, that's like a feat of athleticism. I don't think anybody will ever recreate. But um, no, he's looked good. I think uh, even in in Houston, he had moments of looking good a lot. Yeah. Just, um, trying to uh, rein in some of his tendencies because he still has that straight line speed. But the biggest thing I've noticed with him is his lift isn't the same, and I don't know if he's ever going to get back to that. Um, which is. You know, his finishing hasn't been quite there at the rim. But I still think, like, again, like, when he has the vision he has and um, he's a good catch-and-shoot player, it's a lot of it's just his off-the-dribble shots uh, from in, mid-range and inside the arc. Or, I mean, and outside the arc or a little bit wayward. So I'm, I'm interested to see how he can really tap in, uh, you know, playing alongside PG and, and Kawhi. And it seems like Reggie Jackson is going to be the starter moving forward. So I'm just really interested to see how he can play. But I, I mean, I, I'm considering everything he's gone through i'm pretty confident he's going to be able to to rewire a little bit and and really
0: thrive in in la yeah and it's kind of cool to see him just like deployed as a weapon you know like a, yeah. a specific weapon that like comes out and you know like a literal change of pace because again he is quicker than everybody else on the court so he's just getting the ball up. Like the, li- the lift is bad if you're doing it in traffic, but if everybody's three steps behind you, you're in good shape. Um, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that's exciting. Uh, ADN, yeah. Pelicans. Real exciting. Pelicans have been fun. Pelicans Seeing, been oh, so yeah. fun.
3: Seeing Zion back on court, like not even just back on court, but like, I think, I mean, it's the best he's looked since he was at Duke. Um, like he was pretty, I think he was all NBA his last healthiest year. But I mean, that was the best he's. Granted, it's preseason, but the best he's looked defensively, um, just pure in shape-wise uh, yeah. that he has since he's coming in the league. And I, I am like ready to get irrational about that team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that
4: smile.
0: That smile was like just so fun yeah. to you know. We after it was like the night of our last recording. Jabari was like, "Oh, by the way, like Zion's Zion's coming on right now." Turned on TNT and like he was smiling for the first twenty five minutes that I was watching. Yeah. I feel like every time they cut to him, he was just having
5: ear to so ears. much
0: yeah ear to ear smile. Which for fans of opposing teams or opposing players probably came off more like the smile from the horror movie that everyone's uh, you know going <laughs> to see right now. But yeah. for me, it just felt like I don't know. It's like a a reciprocal relationship where he likes doing this as much as I like watching him do this like he just seems to really <laughs> love being Zion Williamson when he's on a basketball court which is um I don't know if nobody's put the Zion smile on the smile movie poster they they it need to do that there. yeah, yeah. They, need, they need to do that now well
4: because it's different than just being like you know game face like, like I'm back like I've had this tenacity the smile is like him with his body and skill set him being like wee and that <laughs> right. version of Zion is scarier to me than like I'm focused. Like the fact he's like yeah. I'm just gonna express myself, and yeah. you know, you know, I can do pretty much anything.
0: Yeah, it looks like if somebody's like driving an amazing like performance vehicle for the first time, and they're just right. like, this is so fun. Like this shouldn't be legal. How much fun this is. Like that looks like how he's feeling just being back on a basketball court and realizing, oh yeah. I could do all these amazing things that I was doing when they let me run the offense for the Pelicans a couple years back, and it does to your point. Like it seems like he's more of a stopper on the defensive end. Like he's just got he's got his timing down, and he's doing things to shots that, um, yeah. you know, he had that one block where he blocked a three coming from the other side of the court at Duke. One of my favorite basketball highlights uh, in in years. I, t- I still. Talk about it all the time, super producer Anna Hosnier from our other shows, like, uh well, this guy that's talking about Zion, <laughs> Zion. Williamson and that block.
4: It's like he just caught it in midair or something, or just like yeah. just wanted to take it just, away.
0: Yeah. Caught it three feet after a three, like three <laughs> feet after it left someone's hand. That should be uh impossible. But that is one of the preseason performances that's got me excited. And then I'm just going to seed the court because the other one that got me really excited was AD look looking cool with the hair grown out, a little beard growth and just looked like old AD was just hitting from all over the court, blocking everything that went up.
4: It's like, I'm looking at a picture of like an ex who I just never forgot. I'm Mm. like, that's right. Yeah. Please come back to me. Because I mean, again, I feel like if, with him looking healthy, obviously, I remember last week we were making jokes when he had that like back break, like that back brace on, and I was like, "Oh, he looks like my grandpa doing yard work." But <laughs> like, and we're like, "I don't know how how well that's going to bode for us." But then he's actually playing like this. I'm like, "Okay, that helps me feel good." And given how well the Lakers are able to play when him and LeBron are both healthy puts me in a slightly more elevated mood. And that's Mm. the most I'm willing to give myself at the moment. Um, but yeah, it it is, it is nice to see.
0: So are the Pelicans your pick to be like this year's Memphis? Like the T I, I guess it's not exactly like this year's Memphis because Memphis, like people weren't on Memphis at this point in the preseason Mm -hmm. last year. It took a little while and you know, they had a slow start and then all of a sudden people are like, Oh wait, Memphis hasn't lost in a couple months. Uh, we, we should probably be paying attention to them. Um, but do you do you I, I feel like more people are on the Pelicans? Who who's your pick for like a team that could kind of come out of nowhere?
3: Oh man, that's a tough question. I will say on the Pelicans, like that uh I, I think that, or not even I think, like I, I normally you can ask Jabari. Like, I don't do takes. Like I I like just seeing how things unfold. But watching this team preseason and just, you know, how they kind of came together last year, I think this is the year that they have their first 51 season in New Orleans. Um, since the Hornets were there. So it would be like oh seven, oh eight when it was the Chris Paul, David West, Mo Pete, that team. Um, I think that happens this year. I think they get home court advantage. Granted, a lot of things have to go right, but I see that with them. The team that I think could kind of come out of nowhere, I think that one's, that one's tough.
4: Just be risky with it. Be loose with it. You be know risky. Know I mean? Man, no I'd one's going to come back and be like, Mark, we uh, got you on wax over here
0: it also hey man, might not know. be a year for people coming out of nowhere because there's so right. many teams that were like, there was room for a team to come out of nowhere last year because so many teams were like banged up. Like the Clippers are yeah. now coming back at full strength. So it, it, it might be just a year. And also because Memphis came out of nowhere last year, everyone's like, who's this year's Memphis. So it's not like nobody's yeah. on, right. you know, Minnesota, which was my pick. I still think that that might be interesting. And I think it's just because, Gobert is so impactful, but people Mm -hmm. don't want him to be. And so like my, my take is not a basketball take. It's like a cultural take that like people just aren't, aren't appreciating how much Gobert does on the court because they just like the stuff he does is kind of not as exciting. And also I think people just generally have a anti-Gobert bias. And so that it's purely as like guys take, not, not anything to do with basketball other than knowing that it's good to have a rim stopper.
3: Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, I think, again, it's like less out of nowhere, but I do think the Heat are going to surprise people this year, which it sounds like crazy to say that. They were a shot away from going to the finals last year, but I think that's what's kind of interesting to me. Uh, I feel like a lot of people are really picking them to regress this season when in a lot of ways I think they could get better. Like losing P.J. Tucker certainly hurts. I don't think that he's quite as impactful as he gets made out to be sometimes. Not a shot at him, just like – you know, I think that they'll have guys stepping up who I I believe are going to take a step. I I feel like we say this every year, but I think this is the BAM year, um, like the year where he really takes that step and cements himself as like a top 15 player instead of being like, you know, coasting around top 25, top 30 and having those yeah. little blips. Um, Victor Oladipo looks really good. I think to me, like that's the thing that I'm looking at. He had really good moments in the playoffs when he was able to get his feet under him. I think he only he didn't even play like 20 games with the Heat, including the playoffs last year. Duncan Robinson looks like a basketball player again uh, in preseason, which is nice to see. Um, and I think Kyle Lowry, he had like just a lot of weirdness with, like I know he had issues, like family issues that kept him off court and ended up hurting his conditioning. That's not to, you know, excuse his play last year. But I do think that there could be a little bit of a bounce back from him. So mm-hmm. I think the Heat are going to be a lot better than like, they're, they're normally getting projected like a five or six seed or something right now. I, I think, think they could end up being pretty good.
0: Yeah, they right. I mean, they have the same players that they did last year when they were the one seed. So, yeah it, that that'll be interesting. Who did PJ Tucker go to? Because I've heard good. Oh, the Philadelphia 76ers, right? <laughs> I've heard people pick them as like kind of being good this year. I guess Could that would be wouldn't something, be out of yeah. nowhere, But um, maybe, maybe interesting. Interesting. It, do you? How do you feel about Denver? Because that's the that's the other team that I think a lot of people are picking to kind of take take a leap. Just having Jamal Murray back, but.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to say uh, I don't want to go as far as saying like they need it to be this year. But I do think they're kind of uh, like obviously Nikola Jokic is a reigning MVP. He's awesome. Uh, but in terms of what this core is right now, I think like this is this is an opportunity where they really need to take full advantage of it. Because I think you look at how everything else is going. The And granted, it can change drastically in the next month and a half, two months, just like it did last year. Um Memphis doesn't have Jaron Jackson Jr. for the first, I think, two or three months of the season. He might not be back till January. Um, You have Michael Porter Jr. back. Jamal Murray's back. They revamped the roster a little bit like they have more options on the wing. Um, Overall, like I think this is the best all around supporting cast that they've had in Denver. You have the weirdness going on with Phoenix, which, granted, I still think Phoenix is going to be a good team, but you just kind of never know. Uh, We've seen I mean, as as Miles can attest to, with with the Lakers, vibes have a tendency to kind of ruin things. So, um, I'm interested to see how that plays out. But I think there's a real opportunity for Denver to slide in and be that top team. And e- even if they're not necessarily the ones, you'd like, yeah, this is a big year for them in terms of title contention.
0: Yeah, I feel like the Eastern Conference point about Miami, like, what if it's just Miami and Boston again? Like, it, it very like those teams got. Like, I I don't know. I I think people are off of them because they're bored by them more than any like real basketball reasons. So I don't know. I could see Boston, Miami just being in the Eastern Conference Finals again, but we will see. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about Wembing Yama. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers bet five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours.
5: On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast,
0: and we're back. Back. Oh man, sorry, I'm getting a little choked up because uh, this Victor guy. Thing, huh? This Victor guy. Um, he's. I mean, we've been uh, talking about him all summer. That's been you know, yeah. it's, a, it's the off season. We we haven't had a lot of basketball action, so we just. The the clips started trickling in, and you'd be like, man, he looks good. And then the next clip, I don't know if they're just we were seeing old clips, but like the next clip, he looks like, you know, three years better than he did in the previous clip. And now he he had his stateside debut at an exhibition in Vegas. And he looked <laughs> Took some Absolutely pictures with some fans. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely <laughs> incredible.
4: I just want to read this quote, right? Because this, the, like, like LeBron said, he's like, people talked about unicorns to describe these like up and coming talents or whatever, and he's like, I think this kid is like an alien because it's like we're we're seeing things not of our normal expectation. This is what. Uh when Minyama was saying about himself, quote, I'm going to tell you something that's been going on in my life, like for my whole life since I've been a kid, even before I played basketball. I've always tried to do something different. I'm not even talking about sports, whatever, any field. I'm always trying to be original, something original, something one of one, something that's never been done before. And this is really how it worked in my life. I don't know where it comes from. I think I was born with it. I've always been trying to be original, unique. That's the word. My goal, he said, is to be like something you've never seen. mm and I uh,
0: accomplished
4: I, yeah. yeah okay all right you've ticked <laughs> that there. box what else yeah. you got
0: <laughs> yeah Yeah. It, it truly it felt like watching yeah something I've never seen before like watching him in this exhibition game and like even the real like hoops heads who were you know don't don't go out over their skis very often on predictions really seem to be like yeah no this is this is the real deal like this is a LeBron level like he, he looks amazing
4: I don't know. Uh, Mark, how frightening is it for you to see someone who looks like uh, just like, I don't know, you could just max out all your stats on 2K?
3: (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, I mean, you guys sit on a ton of it with him. I do not to say that you're being outlandish. Like I I do think like there has to be some reigning in Um, like he is a really special prospect. But like when you have like Richard Jefferson saying he's going to be better than LeBron, that's crazy to me. Just, I mean, granted, I'm I'm biased because I'm from Cleveland area, but like you gotta hold your horses a little bit on that one. Yeah. Sure. Um, but in terms of the things that he can do, like I, I I mean, he's taking pretty massive leaps right now in terms of what he's doing. Like from what he's doing right now compared to what he was doing when I was watching him, you know, play uh this past year in the French league. Like his feel for the game's really improved. He's found much better ways to to utilize his frame and just be assertive and aggressive in that allows for a lot easier buckets. Um, But then the defense, like, his defense is groundbreaking. And I think you saw that happen. Like, Scoot Henderson had really nice uh, plays against him, but I also think you saw, like, he just totally changes the court dimensions because of how big he is, how mobile he is, how long he is. Um, And I think, like, I mean, that's one of my favorite things about Washington play. Every time he plays a new team, like, it feels like they have to relearn what a basketball court is because (laughs) of how much he changes things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
4: Because um, for watching him play like top tier talent at times, when you see some of these blocks, you're like, how did you think you were going to get that shot? Exactly. Off? And I think that's what we're seeing is in real time players being like, well, normally I can get this off, but not understanding how much ground this guy covered. Like that one step back Scoot had against him. I've never seen someone that wasn't even a step back. Yeah. That was like a reverse long jump yeah. to <laughs> be able to create enough space between him and Wembenyama to get that shot off. But I was like, And, well, if we saw Scoot figure it out, he's like, okay, I got got blocked once. I really need to make sure, like, this is something else. And I think, like, to your point, that is what's really interesting. And, yeah, I think for sure the idea of, like, this guy is going to be bigger than X established player is a little too much. I think what is undeniable, though, is, like, watching him and the excitement he generates because anyone can see just, like, the potential there and how, again, how unlike anything it is we've ever seen.
3: Well, yeah. Exactly too. Cause like, I, I think one of the things, cause I, I mean, I do like a ton of draft and scouting stuff in the background. Like that's more of my basis um, before getting into covering the NBA. And uh, I think what's so interesting with him is so often you'll see a player uh, get talked about like their shooting potential and and flashes. Like you'll see, like, for, for example, this is not meant to slander to do, but like Walker Castle who played for Auburn, I think he shot like 33s this season. Um, he had some moments in high school where he was like a decent shooter i think he's gonna play for the jazz as a rookie this coming year and like kind of like the projection for him is like well if he can become a floor spacer like that's really interesting you don't see guys who are seven foot three who are a taking trail threes b taking threes off movement c taking wacky pull-ups that are going in and that's with like the footwork is phenomenal the mechanics are really good like obviously you know when you're 18 years old you have to work on consistency and stuff and i think that's going to come more and more with him but where he's at right now with like how his release point is like, I mean, we saw that just in the first game, what he was able to do uh, seven of 11 from three, just taking yeah, yeah. everything aggressively with no hesitation, that kind of stuff. Like that's the kind of shooting that matters. Cause I think you can see, and I, I don't mean to keep, keep bring up the Lakers, but like you can watch, like, uh, I mean, who's like a good example, like, um, or even if we just take like Mo Harkless when he was in with the Clippers, um, Like he shot, I think he shot like 35 or 36% from three this season that they traded him for Marcus Morris. And like, yeah, he's spacing the floor, but he's not really good at attacking closeouts. Defenses aren't giving it to him. Victor is so good at his size without having any hesitation. He's capable of taking people off the dribble. Like that's insane, man. Like, yeah, I just feel like there are not guys who've done that before. So it's like, I don't know how to project that. I don't know how to view it. I, I know how to like, kind of rationalize some things in my mind but yeah it's <laughs> right it's pretty wild just to to watch that play out and like i mean granted that was those are two of the best games he's ever had as a prospect he has them back to back in the biggest showing possible like whenever right. i talk to people who are you know around his camp or in his camp um the stuff that you just hear about his personality and how he approaches the game like he very much came to those games like I'm here to prove that I'm the number one prospect. Like he was right. not just coming there to play the game. Like he was there because he, he, he knew like this is an opportunity to really take the reins and show who I am. And like, he very clearly heard the the talks about him only having four rebounds in the first game. And he came out and made sure that was different in the second game. Like he's, he's
4: right. Such an interesting player. And it's wild that he's got the physical presence and skill to be like, Oh, okay. Y'all want rebounds. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> okay. The next night. <laughs>
0: the speed at which he's improving, like you said, like he's putting things together from month to month that I I guess that's what you would look for. But it also feels like it's like machine learning. Like I always use the (laughs) analogy for LeBron that like, he is like a basketball computer that always makes the right pass and right decision on the court. And like, there's just no accounting for how much that adds to your team. Mm -hmm. And I think when he first started in the league, people were like, why would you pass up the shot at the end? You're supposed to be like Jordan, you know, you're supposed to be playing hero ball. And it's like, but that, having that constantly there throughout, like he also reminds me of a computer in the sense of like how fast his game is just like picking up things like machine learning based on like what what he's seeing and what he's working on. Um, right.
4: It's like every game you feed the machine learning algorithm. It's like, okay,
0: yeah.
4: okay. I've leveled up 10%. Another yeah. game, 15% now. It's like, oh, oh okay, you're doing that.
0: And it's also overshadowing Scoot, which there there is another player coming up in this draft who's going to play with Ignite in the G League, Scoot Henderson, who would be a number one pick that people would be salivating over in any other year. I mean, now he'll just be a number two pick that everyone's salivating over. But 6'3", from Marietta, Georgia, passed on offers to play for Auburn and Georgia, signed with NBA G League, and he looked awesome too. He He looked really good. And looked like you said, like he's he's pissed that he's having to go against somebody who is getting all, all this attention, despite the fact that he's balling out,
4: which is wild, because like we were saying, when we watch the highlights, we're like, man, Scoot just looks like a fantastic basketball player that you'd be excited to have in the league. You're like, OK, this kid's got it. And then you get Wemby Yama and then it's like, it's like that meme of like the, like the mother in the pool with the one child, like about to jump in while the other kid is drowning. And like, everyone's like, Wemby! Yeah. and <laughs> like, Wemby's about to jump in. Meanwhile, you got scoot in the water. I'm like, ah, I'm over here too. And yeah, like it, it is kind of, I, I do feel a little bit bad for him because I was like, man, those, his, his highlights look fantastic. But then I've also never seen someone with the size of Wemby do that. And I'm like, ah, just for the visuals alone, I like Wemby.
0: Yeah, what were your thoughts on Scoot?
4: Oh, Scoot, Scoot was awesome. I mean, he was somebody I really
3: liked watching at G League with with Ignite last year, um, and even then, like he's clearly taken a step. Watching those two games, like his ball handling is somehow even tighter. Like he is one of the best dribblers I've ever seen um, in terms of his ability to like like there are guys like I think uh, watching Benedict Matherin is always a really interesting example for for pointing things out in scouting because like he's super athletic. You, you saw like, I mean, he had tons of crazy dunks at Arizona, but, but then you can see, okay, when he's not put in a straight line and when he's asked to handle in more complex situations, like he really struggles to do it. He doesn't quite have the handle to complement some of the best down, downhill bursts that a prospect can come in with. But scoot has like everything. Like he's out there sprinting without having to even think about dribbling the basketball. Like he right. had to play. I'm trying to remember who was guarding him. I think it might've been Tremont waters, but, um, he literally just like did like an around the world dribble right in front of him. It was like yeah. it was insane. Like Go yeah, behind dude.
0: his back between his exactly. legs and like, like weird seeing that kind of stuff. Angles he just kind of like, that I've never seen glides before.
3: on the basketball court because yeah. he doesn't have to start and stop. Like he's he's got some of like the, the best functional tools I've seen in a in, in a guard prospect. Um he's like I think the best way to put it is kind of like John Wall. Like he's very much like John Wall, uh, but even more like strength to his game. Obviously, not as tall um but yeah he's extremely special in his own right like he's getting better as a shooter like he's just comparing where his shot was at to, to close the g-league season with now like he's removed some hitchiness out of it and uh his energy transfer is a little bit better so it gets off quicker more accurately um his overall feel for the game was better it was funny because like much like vic like he came into this game like that first game he was like just eschewing like every passing read he's like no man i'm I'm scoring today. Like I'm showing that I can score like this, Um, which again, like just really cool to see stuff like that and seeing like very much like Vic, like somebody who is processing the game really quickly. He, he sees and reads defenses incredibly well, because as much as we like to point out how good Victor was like coming cross court to, to block that, that pull up jumper, like, like, like you guys mentioned earlier, he did a ton of stuff to set himself up the rest of that game to actually play pretty well against Victor. So Again, like, obviously, it's, it's, it's different levels to it, but the stuff that he shows is just, like, that's stuff yeah. that you can't teach. It's on the Yeah,
4: elite.
0: Um, all right. So this brings us to the dumb pitch for the NBA. Uh, yeah. We pride ourselves on being the dumbest uh, podcast that is partnered with the NBA. Yeah. Maybe the dumbest thing the NBA has ever associated <laughs> its name with. And Thank you. So we, we have a couple ideas. So Super Producer Jabari... Who's like a real a real hoops head, and like called one out from uh Pell's dozen on Twitter that was about the luxury tax and basically keeping teams together by retaining a player. Like if you draft and retain a player, their salary should only count like seventy to eighty percent against the luxury tax uh, and maybe even offset the difference by making a max free agent you sign as counting one twenty percent against luxury tax, like if you want to keep teams together. Um, I reject that as being entirely too smart and yeah. well thought out. Like yeah. that's, that's the, not what our we're last doing here. pitch for the NBA that we came to, uh, came with was that Zion has warm ups that are in the shape of an overall that he gets to tear <laughs> off as yeah. as he he comes, comes in down. on a fan boat when comes he in on in. a fan boat and just like really leans into the bayuness of bayou uh, vibes for sure. Nala.
4: But I think with Wemby we have a good opportunity, right? Because if he potentially is changing the way we look in basketball and play basketball, then maybe we also need to arm the other teams with ways to defend against Wemby. Right. Uh, one of my ideas, and we've, we've talked about this before, is you should be able to deploy some kind of obstacle or uh, hindrance that he has to wear or something that would affect his game for at least five to 10 minutes of a game. Whether that is to wear, like, play in Tim's, <laughs> or wear like knee braces that don't allow his knees to bend. So he has to be straight legged for like 10
0: minutes. Where you I think lean though, into that's... the Frenchness. So I think that that's a, because he seems like he doesn't really care and he's not like trying to fit into anything. He's just trying to yeah. be like, unlike anything else, like he just s- smokes four or five cigarettes, a bottle of red wine on the bench just like when wine. he's not playing. Uh, yeah. Shout out Nick Kroll wears loafers or like those, you know French sneakers that are some brand I've never heard of. Right, right. You know, like a
4: striped shirt, pencil yeah. mustache.
0: Also, if people are worried about tanking, which there there might be a, a bit of that,
4: they might season. be tank fest. Wait, actually, might- I'm curious. Uh, because of the Pacers, where do you think Wemby might end up? Like, who's gonna do the best job this season to try and get him? Great question. Um, I think. I, I'm probably,
3: I know a lot of people have thrown out Charlotte. I don't think that they go for it. I, that is not Steve Clifford's MO. I would be shocked if he came back to coach the team just for them to tank. Like, I think that they have clear warts and, and issues, but I doubt they're going to be that bad unless the, unless there's some kind of agreement there. I just personally doubt it. Right? Um, I would have my money on Utah, Indiana, or yeah. Spurs. um Spurs. Yeah. I think Indiana is like, I think they will be a competent basketball team, but much like the Pistons uh, from a couple of years ago before they ended up getting K'd when I th- I think they finished like 21 and, and, and 52 or something like that. But they were like the best bad basketball team I've ever seen. They were in like every game. They rarely got blown out. Um, that was like Jeremy Grant's first year when he was really good. I kind of envision the Pacers being in that same line. The Spurs, I think, are really going to struggle this year. They just like yeah. have nobody who has ever really carried primary reps before, like they have competent basketball players, but again, I think it's going to be the same line. And then Utah, like if Utah had to go into the season right now and they were not allowed to cut anybody, I think that the team would actually be kind of fine, like a 30-ish win team, like they'd be decent. But I have a feeling that they're really going to lean into this considering how much they've cleaned house already. Um, I imagine Mike Conley's going to get traded. I'd imagine they're going to try and find something for Jordan Clarkson and this team is going to be playing like some funky freaking lineups. So, right? Um, I, I'd say one of those three teams would yeah. be where I'd bank on it happening, unless something you know cro- crazy happens with uh with the lottery.
0: And Ainge has done a pretty good. He he has had, yeah. He likes leaning into it. He did it with the Celtics and successfully, like you know, cobbled together a bunch of really great picks. And yeah, the the Jazz seem like. They might be might be the team that makes the most sense. And the Spurs did it that one season that they got Duncan. One one dumb pitch I have is that we just get to vote nationally at the midterms with who gets the first pick and who gets oh, the second pick. Wow. And it's between the Spurs and the Jazz. So it's not, it's not like Lakers fans come in and just all say we get we get the the number wow. one pick.
4: Don't need it. Don't need it, man, because we're hanging number 18 up this <laughs> year. Yeah.
0: So Indiana Spurs jazz three-way runoff election uh, see who gets the number one pick okay i think, Ranked I choice think it would voting. actually help voter participation too you know <laughs> people would be people would be at the polls if the nba
4: because yeah. i know they're like they're not playing games on election day that's perfect find a way to work with the federal government to somehow allow voters during these you know these massively important elections to also voice their opinion on this, and maybe we get people to the polls. Okay, good idea. All right, let's take a quick break. Uh, we'll run that by the league, and we'll tell you what they say right when we get back.
0: The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks, only on DraftKings. The crown is yours.
5: I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A Smith show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
4: And we're back. Wow. Ooh, that we did not go well. Did not at like all. that
0: idea. <laughs> Oof.
4: They, right. they wouldn't even let us get through to the commissioner. Like, <laughs> wow. Okay. Do you know we were Miles and Jack from Miles and Jack on Mad Moose. Then it'd be like, okay, fine. Yeah. The owners would come out strapped up if that was, uh, if,
3: if that was even presented <laughs> to them. Uh, so yeah, I, <laughs> you can, seriously, I'd be interested though.
0: <laughs> yeah, it would be interesting. Oh um,
4: man. So I guess it's time. I guess it's, it's time. about that time. Here it we're is. We're in the fourth quarter. Woo. Mark Schindler get ready for the rapid fire round of questioning okay. now. I don't right. know if you know about this I but don't. this is the fastest segment in sports discussion podcasts on Earth, okay? Now what happens is we're going to ask you a question, just react, give us your just first take, react to it straight first back. Take, no take. long answers, okay? Please do not give long answers Got and it. do not let us give long answers either. That responsibility is completely on you the guest <laughs> to keep this segment moving, okay? Perfect.
0: There Perfect. are no wrong answers. There are long answers, though, and yes. we do not appreciate those. Already. We don't like
4: them long and wrong. Okay, All right. here we go. Start the clock for the dum, rapid dum, fire dum, round of dum.
0: questions. All oh, right.
4: Um, you want to go first? Yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna go for it this time. All right, man. See, man, yeah, my therapist is saying to be more confident, and you know, yeah, and yeah. express. You, my I, needs.
0: I have noticed this episode. You've been very assertive, and well, I, I love it for you.
4: And see, and I said I was expressing my needs. Like, I somehow said that the Lakers could win an 18th championship this season. See, like, I'm just voicing stuff for my own mental health. It's oh, yeah, perfect.
0: we're going to cut that out. But
4: Okay, way. fine. First lengthen question, lengthen mark. mark. Starting the clock back up. <laughs> now, we've seen a lot of great sports documentaries recently. You got The Last Dance. You got The Lakers Legacy on Hulu. You got The Redeem Team. What is your favorite sports documentary of all
0: time?
3: Oh, man. Ooh. So all right, I'm not even a big baseball fan, but I will say, uh, I think it's what is it like seven days in October? It's something along those lines. It's about the Red Sox winning after going down 0-3, uh, and I believe I can't, you know, I don't know the, the leagues well enough, but whatever the championship series is, before four days in October. Series. That's yeah, what four it was. days four in day, October. Yeah, yeah. yeah that oh wow that is it's a tremendous documentary
0: this is the first time we've gotten a uh all caps boo I from, uh, wow. producer jabari
3: and the, the chat. i have so many problems with the last dance i just can't put it there
0: okay oh okay i like that okay I
4: jack mean, what's yours what's your favorite documentary
0: i mean if we're taking uh the oj documentary the one the oscar yeah. out uh which is you know, one of the that best movies. kind of transcends. Yeah, kind of transcends sports. Yeah, transcends sports. I, yeah. I, did. I mean, The Last Dance was. I, I was. I was a fan of Jordan, fan of the Bulls. I know I'm weird uh, as a kid, <laughs> but like this was the access that I had dreamed of. You know, growing up as like my my formative experiences with basketball, with sports, and just getting to sit there watch that. What was probably my favorite experience and it was also just the timing of it was like I was in such desperate need of NBA basketball and mm-hmm. they came through in such yeah, a great way. That's
4: true. We were it was desert thirst out there for some mm. hoops action. For me, I really liked a King's Ransom, which has nothing to do with <laughs> oh, well, basketball. The Gretzky one, that one was really, really good. Uh and then also kind of a I tangentially sports long shot the one about the guy who was like accused of murder oh, but then his lawyer found him in the background of curb your enthusiasm and at a dodgers game exonerated. Yeah. yeah yeah so that was just an interesting intersection of dodgers curb your enthusiasm and true crime uh Amazing. but anyway man mark what i say this is the rapid fire round of questions man <laughs> hey, letting this the, thing bleed you know, over Keep Keep it it on
0: the rails, Mark. Please, Mark. Uh, All right. On the same subject, what documentary do you want to see, even if it violates the rules of reality and physics? Like, the one that occurred to me was, like, Bill Russell from day one. They've got access and footage and, like, really breaking down how he was the most winning player, uh, like, athlete of all time, maybe. Or, and then Super Producer Jabari came through with Wilt, which... You get the footage of the 100-point game that is, like, the stuff of Legends, but nobody really has visibility into how it happened. I was saying that one would be dope unless it is what I secretly suspect, which is, like, it looks like me playing against my six-year-old, just, like, (laughs) swatting everything and putting it in, which I I do.
4: So a lot of dunking on crying children?
0: Yeah, yeah,
3: exactly. Oh, okay.
4: But, yeah, who do you pick, Mark? Man, yeah, that's tough. I
3: think I'd have to... I'll narrow it down to, like, three one on Kawhi, just because i know absolutely nothing about kawaii yeah that would be cool
1: (laughs) the
3: man behind the laugh (laughs) yeah something on the sonics because just like i grew up again like tangentially a sonics fan and that's partially why i dislike uh parts of the last dance because they told lies about gary payton um Hmm. but yeah something on them and like their history would be really cool just don't involve george carl because i don't like that man um And then something on on like the 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 2013 14 Indiana Pacers because I need to I need to get details
0: on that. That still
3: uh, still breaks my heart
4: a little bit, but yeah, I think those would be my three.
0: All right, those are good picks. I want to see a
4: Craig Hodges documentary. That would be cool. I want to see Craig Hodges like. Up in it like that, I think, is a perfect intersection of, you know, culture and like the league and where we were at and what we were trying to do in a very, See, very I changed to time. that.
3: That's a much better answer.
4: <laughs> well, yeah. And I would do the very culturally significant thing. I think these were all great answers.
0: <laughs> okay. All
4: right. all right. Moving on. Please, Mark, keep me on track. Mark, if you could introduce a new rule into the NBA, what change are you making effective immediately?
3: Well, they got rid of the take foul. So that already makes
4: me happy. Um, you could, This can be anything. It doesn't have to be rooted. And don't try and yeah. make a good idea. You can go get out loud.
0: We've suggested uh, each stadium has their own pattern of three-point lines.
4: Yeah, like a green monster. Bring equivalent.
0: back the, yeah, green monster equivalent. Bring back four-point shot from Rock and Jock. Okay. Uh
3: 50-point yeah. basket. I think yeah. I would do something uh, in terms of like, okay, if your ownership This is like turning it on on its head. If your ownership doesn't dig into the lottery at least once every five years, they get fined. That's something that would make me happy because I'm Mm. tired of these owners who own a sports team and then refuse to actually like operate it like a winning franchise. Yeah. So, you know what? If you're not going to do it, we'll find somebody else who does. So uh, that's my rule I'd
4: implement. Relegate them yeah. That was yeah. our idea Lastly Relegate and promotion You know what I mean
0: Like yeah. You're saying They need to get into, into the lottery Like they need to Tank every once in a while Is No no Like
3: they have to they, they have to go into The luxury tax Like if you Go into luxury it. tax Got it Got it Got, got my it, shit Okay
0: Alright I got you It's a good idea I kind of like it Jack uh, Oh yeah Sorry I was Mark, just Mark you, you gotta I just, keep you Jack You gotta keep Jack You gotta keep me man. Come on man this I, I just want This guy's like goldfish
4: yeah (laughs) (laughs) jack is like a goldfish man
0: uh right, you've been known for having some pretty wild food takes on the timeline uh so you gotta give us what's your most polarizing take to date and then what's the one you like feel the strongest about
3: most polarizing uh was probably when i tweeted uh about how bad spaghetti is um I don't like spaghetti.
0: spaghetti.
3: I'm not a I'm not a spaghetti or pasta person. Like in the slightest. okay, uh,
0: so all pasta.
3: Yeah, all pasta is like pretty mid to me. Um, okay, and I think that 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 did not go over well. Wow. Um, I had uh, I deleted it fairly quickly, but I had a, <laughs> uh, I put out like a notes app thing on my food tiers for Thanksgiving, and uh, that that did not go well. Um, okay, but the thing that I probably feel strongest about. Uh, peanut butter is like the greatest thing of all time. I can, can eat peanut have butter with with a spoon. Uh, like I yeah, that's that's probably the thing I feel most staunchly about.
4: And I couldn't, like, agree harder with that one. I'm like, yeah, yeah man, I love I peanut butter, it, man. I You're right. <laughs> yeah. for yeah, yeah. right before, I'm like, man, pasta? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. Man, I, lo- I love pasta so much. Have you tried uh, putting sauce on the pasta? I have. Because I feel like I find that helps. The pasta. Like, or re- re- like a really good a, sauce, yeah. uh, I would recommend. Yeah, like I mean,
3: uh-huh. I, I mean I'll, I'll eat it. I just, like, I'd so much rather have anything else. And pasta For the most part. I also like tweeted out one day that I think lasagna is pretty terrible. Um,
0: so you're I mean you're coming for just Italian food. Yeah, I also yeah. You, one do you of like my pizza? other
3: giant ones is that I think Italian food is just kind of overrated, but wow. Um, yeah, that's that's a cancelable take. I've 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 learned.
4: Um, I love pizza, but was okay. like
0: but I mean you should try dan, dan, dan noodles. Yeah. I think Dan yeah. dan
4: noodles you you might like dan, dan noodles, uh, which is an Asian noodle dish that's got peanut butter that's usually i don't okay. mind asian dishes like i love curry and stuff like that fantastic but, oh so you're so you're truly like a pasta like italian cuisine dude like no 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 no, yeah now chow mein chow mein that's is my fine. main chow. i just
3: like it's it's texture man texture's tough got it
0: yeah got it i also okay. gotta say uh the peanut butter take is very ohio of you the ohio um yeah. what, what are they the little chocolate covered peanut balls of those guys yeah People don't know about that. I lived in Dayton for oh, five okay. years, and uh, that, oh, man, they're just little peanut butter chocolate balls. They're that, the greatest uh,
3: things. You can get them at, like, any gas
4: station in Ohio. Uh, yeah. Fully recommend.
0: Should be illegal, but uh, very Definitely. good. Definitely.
4: They're, like, yeah. crack. Mark, we have to keep this moving, man. I hate to <laughs> cut in here, man, but, you know, you I, like I said, this is rapid. Man. Like, <laughs> like I said, you got to keep us on track, man. The rules are All right, clear. let's go ahead.
3: Come on. Go. Okay,
4: go. now... Now, the league may have dropped the Comeback Player of the Year award years ago. Let us get your top three candidates for because we're reclaiming that award as a show for the Boosties bounce back player of 22-23. I'll say top first and candidates.
3: foremost, they should have never gotten rid of it.
4: You heard that right, the league? Thank
3: comeback you. Comeback player. Yeah. This is tough. Because I'm trying to think who was even out last year. Um,
0: I mean, so you got your
3: wall, you got your AD. Well, because wall's yeah. sad because it, it wasn't an injury. So it makes right. it tough. Yeah. Kawhi. I mean, Kawhi. All right, Kawhi is definitely <laughs> top three for that. Okay. Um, man, maybe ah, Ricky Rubio, but he was he played for a little bit last year, and I don't think he's going to be in the running for the award. For being honest, um, just
0: yeah, hoping for we'll it, but
3: it. no, probably not.
0: Uh, I mean, Zion is no oh, Zion. Zion. Sounds Again, right.
3: Zion's an easy one. Uh, hoping for Rui Hachimura. He played for a while last year. Yeah. But he was out for like the beginning. It was kind of weird. More like I just hope he has a bounce back this year. Um, yeah, I really can't remember who else was out. Like that makes it tough. I promise yeah, I know yeah. my stuff, but like,
4: jeez, name ah, is an easy this one. guy. Like this, this guy's eating yeah, peanut butter all day. Yeah, that's true. I'm just I, <laughs> I don't know I if have this guy knows anything about jar in basketball in front of me right now.
0: Uh, all right, first time all star this season that you think people aren't are sleeping on.
3: Uh, I'll name a couple: Franz Wagner from Orlando i think he i think he has the jump he's good man he's so good um i do think it he's a lot closer to being on the same level as scotty like i think he and scotty Barnes are on the same level um wow to be okay. honest like i think that some toronto fans would disagree with me on that that's fine I, that's my opinion um other guys who might take the leap i think i don't know if he's quite there yet i think if if he does take the leap Ant could be first time all-star yeah. Um and just giving narrative to on on where people are at with him. I think that's possible.
0: Yeah. Scotty Barnes, I mean, like that is the standard take right now. Is I think a lot of people are expecting Scotty Barnes to just be. I mean, he was awesome last year, but I yeah. think he is also a, a big candidate for the leap.
3: Yeah. yeah. I think it's possible with him too. I would not bet on him taking the all star leap, though. It's just that's a wow. hard it's hard to make, you know? Um yeah. I was thinking about
0: doing it this season, but I I think it's too hard for me. I would take
3: Cater Mobley over him to to make all-star. That's not to say that they're like better long-term prospects. I think they are, but you know, like that's uh, just, I I have to hedge a little bit because Toronto fans do get up in arms over, over their their guys, which I respect, but also I promise I will watch the games. Um, But Mobley is just so good. And Cade is going to be, I see it. If Cade's going to be an all-star this year.
0: The good news is you don't have to like hedge anything with like, Toronto fans or anything because nobody takes this podcast seriously enough to get mad at us <laughs> usually. So you're good. You can say very dumb things on here.
4: But this is the main question of all of the questions. Right. We now have this is the one now. that
0: people will pay attention to.
4: Mark Schindler, Jack or Miles? <sighs> oh come on. What? I, I mean,
3: I I don't I don't know clearly enough to say yet. Um, okay. I like the shirt that Miles is wearing leaning. better today, though, if we're being honest. So I do I do have to side with Miles. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Jack. No, that's but you made a decision. You're just wearing a shirt.
4: Like, You're my right. boy
0: Mark. It's
4: Wow. It's One of the shirt. great guests we've had. Jack, up your shirt game. You heard it straight here from the lips <laughs> from
0: Mark Schindler. Mark- I just wanna I just wanna mention that we're both wearing solid colored shirts.
4: <laughs> no, I got a little I got a little drip right here. You know, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. There yeah.
0: it is. okay. Mine's just a white T-shirt. So Jack, don't I should get hung known. up on this, man. Let's just no, I should movement. have known. It's a bad look I, for you. It's a bad I look for you. Take a lot of like time getting ready for these recordings <laughs> because I'm like, all right, so this. I'm looking at myself in the mirror. I'm like, this is who. Mark is going to be looking at when we ask him Jack or Miles, right. like what? What do I want to do? Do I want to like act like I'm overcompensating? Well, and, see, like, this wear is the Brightly colored shirt, or do I just want to go white t-shirt? Like well, I stand on my own, out, man. And,
4: like you know. I said, don't scare the guests, Jack. Don't okay. scare the guests. Yeah, I no, think Miles
3: fine. pulled off without overcompensating though. So, uh-huh.
4: Just, yeah, yeah. You know, no, that's right. Push, uh, <laughs> Look, the Jack. There. There's a certain emptiness that a Laker fan has that you have to compensate for just another vibrancy energetically certain. that might oh, attract a person.
3: You've seen the banners up in, in that, that, that arena. Come on, man. Oh, yeah,
4: What are we doing
3: here? Like, hey, look, you know, Lakers fans hard.
0: are historionic. They are uh they they just
4: Oh my god. We'll be all right this year. It's it's hard. You know it's hard out here. You know the yeah. so, the weight of that 18th one, uh, who knows? Eighteenth, exactly. Like <laughs> yeah.
0: Jabari just uh, gave us this little update in the chat. Uh, Miles is 13, 1 and zero. Um, wow! So, yeah, I mean, no, but it's deserved. That's it's a better. tough scene for like, our guy. Just
4: look, it's th- look, like everything. History, will, it's, it's cyclical, man. Next thing you know, I'm probably gonna go zero for thirteen. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. Day, That's totally day, gonna
0: happen. Day. Yeah, I'm just, I just, I think I need to fire my coach and then uh, you know oh and
4: 13, you gonna go, you're gonna tank the next episode <laughs> yeah
0: wait no miles is 13 0 and one right one draw one draw so that's oh the, yeah the draw. Yeah, that would be third. sorry ah. I, I just wanted to make sure that you know it was clear i'm oh 13 and one that's uh that i'd word. bet
4: on you i'd bet on you in the next fight because the odds on that will be wild and i could become a yeah, millionaire yeah, yeah. So I yeah. look at it that way, you know, cool. Well, Mark Schindler, thank you so much for joining us, validating yeah, my, you know, just just who I am. And also, Jack, as well. We really appreciate that. Where can people follow you and, you know, find you and hear your work, listen to your work, read your work and all that?
3: Yeah, well, first of all, I appreciate you guys having me on. This is fun. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at M.G. Underscore Schindler. Um, that's M.G. Underscore s c h i n d l e r, Just like the list. I write over, I cover the WNBA for WNBA.com. I write about the NBA and, and the draft and scouting pretty much anywhere else, particularly at, at, uh, at Dime up rock. So, following me on Twitter is the easiest way to get there, though.
4: And we also have to get shout out to everybody who follows us at Mad Boosties on Twitter. We got to unveil this week's uh, Mad Boosties tweeter of the week at Baney84. Ben tweeted us, we were talking about Wembenyama. He said four things. First, the dude is straight out of a creative player. Yes, we know that. We've seen it. Like I said, he's maxed out on every stat. Two, who has the best chance to dunk on the kid early, like Kobe did Dwight? Mm. Quick, quick answer, Jack. Who has the best chance ja. to dunk on the kid early? Jaw. Ja,
0: okay. Because Jaw seems to like take pride the height. in ja height. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Every- Mark. Yeah, yeah. Jaw.
3: Ooh. No, I feel it. I'm, I'm gonna go in. I'll, I'll do it. I was a- gonna a- say Ant looks
0: yeah, kinda Ant looks, strong. Yeah, yeah. He's
4: he's yeah. strong too.
0: But he will compliment him on his accent <laughs> as he does it. Hey, that's, okay. oh, that's was that that's French? Tough.
4: Oh, that's the We. <laughs> <Oui>. Irish. <laughs> uh number three. Does anyone dunk on him after when Binyam was twenty two? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a great question. Is there a I, is there a window the in which he can't
4: be dunked on and then he
3: becomes like Thanos? Yeah. Definitely. Uh there's this kid coming up named Ron Holland the second that dunks on everybody. I think he's not this coming draft class, but the one after,
4: he's going to do it. He's like okay. six eight.
3: I think it's going to happen. Yeah.
4: And number four, is his ceiling higher than LeBron? Is he ahead of LeBron? I don't know if we can Fuck say no. that because he hasn't done anything yet. So I would say no.
0: I will say the thing that LeBron had that nobody was accounting for at this age was longevity and like the just just built to play an inordinate amount of basketball, and then also like a genius for conditioning. I will say the other person who had great conditioning is a comp that Wembyam is getting a lot, which is Kareem. Just incredible longevity and also seven foot four. So yeah. Not impossible that he would have the longevity, but anything
4: is possible. Anything know is that, possible. Obviously. Well, thank you so much, Mark, for joining us, and thank you, the listener, for joining us as well. Obviously, follow us at mad boosties on Twitter. We will see y'all next week. And this has been another episode of
5: Miles, Miles.
4: and Jack got Jack. mad boosties. boosties. I'm
2: the